So I'm getting married. Find out all about my wedding in this episode, where I also talk about authentic relating, releasing dependencies, codependencies, attachments, no-strings-attached relationships, sexuality, sensuality, falling off log piles while on a jump on my mountain bike, deep wounds. This is what this podcast episode is all about, so tune in if you dare. The Embody Podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, alive now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. Guess what? I am getting married. Yes, I pulled the wedding card <laughs> from my angel deck, you know, Doreen Virtue, daily gui- guidance from your angels, oracle cards. I've had this deck for a long time and I I don't totally love it that much anymore, but this was the only deck that was available in my space just recently after this date that I had. And um, this is not your regular date. Uh, Let's see how I can describe this later. But I get this wedding card afterwards because I was like, I would like some information about this relationship. And here it says, Wedding, a marriage is a union of two souls joined in love, mutual respect, and commitment. It signifies a desire to deepen love over time. And your wedding day is a testament to your well-founded faith in love's power. Continually breathe life into that faith and love, dearest one. Oh, and I also got heart chakra. Love is the heart of the matter, and your heart is a center within your physical being attuned most to love. It's safe for you to love and be loved with an open heart as we stand by with perfect protection and guidance. When I got these two cards, I was like, oh my gosh. And then I was like, oh man, like why? (laughs) Why did I have to get these cards? (laughs) And um, I think as I explain where I'm coming from, it will make more sense. One is that I, I didn't particularly begin this relationship with this person with any end goal or sight of wedding. And yet there's a part of me that wishes for that and wants that in my life somewhere. So I am polyamorous, or at least in the last couple of years, I've felt like open relationships make more sense to me. And there's room in my heart for all the people I do love. And I'm not going to just cut certain relationships off in their trajectory in order to um, make something monogamous. And I've also felt like sometimes I've just chosen monogamy because it was the only normative way or it was the way that 
I grew up understanding was how relationships were constructed. And it also showed me how I had different dependencies on that, that um, someone liking someone else was like a threat to them loving me or if they had any attraction or any even thought of it my whole paradigm was the that that would be a threat to what we had and um it's not how i view it now i just view it as everyone having a place in your life that is already there and acknowledging what is already there and sure we could make choices that um, could end certain relationships to open new ones in a certain way. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's good if you want that. I have just found that that's not exactly what I wanted. And so here I am. I was in some version of a eight to 10 year loving relationship with someone long distance. We would see each other pretty infrequently. But every time we were available like not in a monogamous relationship and we saw each other, we had so much love for each other and it was so enjoyable. And so eventually we began to feel like this was a fluid thing, like this may be always a thing in our lives and it's been so long standing. So with that, one day I felt like, oh yeah, I'm ready to have someone in my life again. And I wrote on Facebook dating that I would be open to something casual as well as something long-term. And so this one person began to contact me and talk with me, and it was really fun. And eventually he said, what does something casual entail? I would like something no strings attached because I'm so busy in my life and my career. And there was this part of me that's so sexually free and um, enjoys just having certain boundaries around a relationship that allow it to have a certain depth and want to explore my sexuality continually. And if it's within the context of something respectful, then yes, that's I'm all for it. And so I said yes to this and I wanted it. And I knew that I've never really done that before. Um. I have had a friends with benefits relationship, or as one of my friends would call it, F plus. And I, I said that the, I was open to that. And this guy said that that's a bad way to have a, a no strings attached thing, or it's a bad way to have a relationship because you're essentially just having a relationship. You care about that person in a certain way, or you have to, you have certain openness to more of them is what I was getting and that made sense. So I really challenged myself to see how I could do this and I wanted to. It wasn't just because he wanted it, but it was like, oh, this is an interesting experiment for me and it could be so much fun. Of course, I was really scared at first. I had to jump through some big obstacles around like how can I be safe around this, both with STDs and with COVID. And so uh, I wanted to ask some questions, but also I have been deeply trusting in my intuitive sense of whether or not I'm going to be safe or in danger. And it's not all of what I use to gather that information, but um, a large piece of it. So 
here I am choosing this. And yet there's also this other part of me that I know has attachments and has dependencies and has the need for validation in some ways. But I wasn't really sure how much of that was going to exist now. I'm always doing healing work and continually and every day I feel more and more like I don't need the validation of certain people in my life. I don't need the validation of people outside of me and I'm giving that to myself. It's quite nice when I get it. It's just that I have um, cleared some of the dependency that I need that in order to feel okay or I need that in order to be worthy, to be loved, to be valued. And I found a deeper sense of my own worth and value inside. So I thought this would be just such a wonderful test. Test or experiment or exploration, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't supposed to really um, (laughs) test me in that certain way, but I really wanted to see where I was at. Um, The first experience was great. And I had a few red flags coming in or thoughts of like concern. And as I checked those out, it all felt amazing. And it was wonderful. And what this person had said to me was that if it turns into something great, beyond no strings attached, then, then that's interesting as well. Like unless it's something great, then it's going to be no strings attached. And I had the same openness. And during that first experience, they had already crossed a boundary and invited me to to a dance event with his friends. I mean, casually. And I was like, yeah, I'm open to it. So I felt like, oh gosh, (laughs) we like each other. It was clear that we could both feel that pretty instantly. And um, the connection between us was electric, but not the kind of electric that was so addictive that I I have felt before where it's like clearly a karmic connection and something that was going to be bring out an intense wound in me because it needed the opposite uh, like I was yearning for the opposite to heal that deep deep wound and that opposite was showing up I hope that makes some sense but that kind of addictive feeling for me has seemed to equate to yeah you're going to find something really painful inside of yourself because it's almost like such a high to get the the feeling that might fulfill it and yet it would never fulfill it in the end and I would have to face that wound at some point well it wasn't that luckily at least I thought (laughs) And um, following that first experience, which was really wonderful for both of us, it seemed, um, it was clear to me that this person was not a pleaser, an appeaser, or someone who would just say things in order to make someone feel good, but only say things, it seemed, that they wanted to say. Obviously, that's my own projection and my own feeling sense, but I felt like he had that more than I did, that um, there was this freedom to express himself in the way he wanted to, and um, a little bit of swagger and an honesty that felt 
really clear in my intuition. And I felt I could do that too, to some degree. And then following that experience, I uh, could hear my mom saying, uh, Candace, I think you're having some strings attached. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I'm not. Yes, I am. And I was. I was, but I didn't want to apply it to the relationship. And I was very aware of how much of my own stuff was coming up then. I was getting triggered by you know, certain normatives not happening, like a text message the next day or something saying how great it was. It came a few days later, but I wanted it immediately. I wanted that validation and I could see that part of me that really needed to go another level in my own healing. And it seemed like it was a middle school and teenager part of me that was like, I need to know that people like me, especially if I'm going to put myself out there. And so I took that part of me in my own arms and cried, cried for the feelings of fear and uncertainty and maybe that this person wasn't that into me as I had thought. Who knows? Was I, was what I was thinking. Like Everything I sensed may or may not have been true or maybe it changes after you have more time with someone. So that happened and I cleared some pieces of my own wounding of young life where I really needed my parents to be more validating of me and coming from a Chinese family. Words of validation and affirmation are not part of our language set. It comes in food. You want some food? Are you hungry? And did you eat? And so I was craving that, being someone, I guess, coming in who had such sensitivities and such big insecurities, which I believe came long before this life and um, got heightened in a young experience. So that heart chakra card, angel card, was really coming through. And uh, this is about the time that I pulled these cards when I started to feel these insecurities. And I pulled that wedding card and I was like, Ugh, I don't need more <laughs> of my fantasies to be played into <laughs> of, the, of the kind where I need to latch on to something. Because what I truly wanted was to be in this part of me that felt free enough to enjoy things for what they are and to not feel needy and dependent on certain things for me to feel okay. And sometimes when I feel needy and dependent, it can go towards some of those responses. Like if I do share those things, it can be a version of my managing and control in the relationship like that I want certain things from someone or I'm requesting them um, and it doesn't always have to go there but I was clear I didn't want to do that and I could just see that there was I could trust that there was some level of interest between us and even if there weren't that I wanted to be able to feel and be with what was there too, with that. 
It was also clear to me that when I got the wedding card that maybe this meant a marriage of my own soul, of parts of me with myself, and a deeper, deeper, more whole unification with myself. And it was what was happening. I mean, I surely didn't think that this guy wanted to marry me. And yet I had this tiny little hope that maybe there would be something later. But I didn't want to be living, experiencing, and being with that hope because it feels like being in the past or the future and not present with what is now and being free to surrender to the moment of what I feel in this present experience. And I wanted to let that go. She's too hot to Shortly after this first experience, I fell off my bike. My mountain bike uh, it was a minor fall. I snagged a gnarly tree root with my back tire, trying to avoid it with my front tire. Well, trying to avoid it with both tires and missing on the back. And it threw me off my bike. That wasn't so bad. But three days later, I did something else. I was a bit more cautious with the tree roots, but this time I would see these log piles on the trail, and I have jumped log piles before, but not bigger ones, and um, I didn't have the proper bike to do it and uh, the proper um, technology on that bike, and now my brother had fixed up my bike so that I could, in fact, do those with much more ease. So I was really excited to get better at those log pile jumps. And I had taken a couple last week. And so this time I was like, I'm going for all of them, at least all the ones I'm seeing. And I gained confidence. I was getting them and it was fun. And I was um, landing them and just feeling a bit of a high off of those. And then here I see this last jump I'm aware it's like the end of the trail and there's this one jump. I underestimated how much going downhill on a jump like that and on a bigger jump, mind you, of all from all the other jumps, that going downhill was going to be a lot scarier than what I was doing on flat ground with a jump. But I didn't, even if I could have look at the jump from the other side to see what was on the other side. I just went for it. And as I got over the logs and up, I felt myself begin to nosedive. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot farther down than I thought. And I obviously wasn't able to really think this, but looking back, I lost some balance on the landing and just skid on my right side and hip. And I was like, yeah, I'm alive. I'm okay. <laughs> Didn't hit my head or anything, just my hip. And it felt like maybe I had like a rug burn or something on my hip. I was able to finish the ride and it was fine. But when I looked at the wound, I was like, oh yeah, it's pretty scratched up. It wasn't bleeding. So I thought, no big deal. 
but the next day it started pussing up and like getting all messy and wet and sticking to the gauze and uh it was pretty pretty messy that night from the jump i saw this person for the second time and let's just say that in the aftermath i can look back and say that crashing off of these log piles is foretelling of and getting this wound on my right side which is in many traditions considered the masculine energy side <laughs> that this was foretelling what was going to be happening for me this wound um having to sit out of riding mountain bike riding and um hanging out with my horses it just felt like i needed to have time to heal and in that time where i didn't do these things that i love that bring me joy and excitement i stayed home for several days i it took me like 3 days to even realize i had not showered during some of this time and i think i was trying to nurse my wound and not not let things touch it and let the air heal it so that it wasn't this open wound anymore that was sticking to everything including my sheets so going back for a moment to being poly i do want to be married i may want other relationships before after at the same time or i may just want to be monogamous for a time but it is very important to me that i can still hold and accept and that my partner would be able to hold and accept that i have this way of seeing the world and my life where there's a large trajectory of my journey and commitment in a moment can change and being true to myself is the most important thing as well as the other person or people being true to themselves and that if their feelings change that that's where what they need to follow or whatever they want to follow is what they need to follow and so i just see that maybe my not, life is not meant for one person till death do us part but i don't know i don't know what life is going to bring and i'm open to the fact that it might be a flow in and out of relationships that are meaningful and some that are not or that may not um be as long standing and could be just as impactful and each relationship now i'm feeling a large connection to me continuing to love myself in a deeper way and seeing in myself where i want to grow and also just experiencing joy with someone and playfulness and different aspects of joy with another human being that's part of why i'm here to experience but i am aware that some of my want to find someone or desire to have someone that i may want to start a family with and have a little bit more long term and also feel deep love with i can see where some of that desire connects with 
insecurity, that I want that validation, or that I want to feel met with and seen in certain ways. And it can be so yummy to feel that with another person. And it can give me so much in terms of healing. And yet what I know is that I am my most intimate and powerful lover, that it goes another level when I can love myself, when I can take in what I've experienced from people around me or the trigger and give myself that kind of attention and support and loving that I may receive elsewhere where it becomes integrated within me. So feeling like I had these strings attached (laughs) or strings that were trying to attach and me not letting them was what was happening here. And, And yet this situation was giving me the exact right experiences to face those strings and turn those strings towards myself. In the time that I was resting my and healing my wound, there was a lot going on inside of myself that wasn't going on between me and this person and was quite triggered by within that relationship. So I would just try to turn it towards myself. And what came up was this feeling of that I had mentioned before in another podcast. It's the episode where I talk about being from another star system. You can find that episode at candicewu.com slash EP121. It's uh, belonging to the stars and remembering who I am. It was where I realized to more depth that I'm from a star nation that is not this one. And I had left this lover and this family or whatever you would call it in that other dimension. But there's a sense of uh, a being that I was so deeply bonded with. And my healer, Charmaine, had reminded me that there is this idea that sometimes we have a lover from another dimension or time, time, space, reality, however we might define that, that... um, never live a lifetime a human lifetime with you and there's this yearning for that person and maybe they also anchor energy from this other dimension if you need it but what i was finding in this space of feeling loss loss so deep that it had nothing to do with this this guy that i was just hanging out with is that It was as if I ripped the band-aid off and left this being from the other dimension and came to earth and said, yeah, I'm off. I'm going to explore and I need to do this for myself. So feeling like I really wanted a deep sense of knowing myself in my own fullness and connection with myself and source and my soul or spirit. And not anchoring to someone else, not needing that at this point, even though it's okay to need that, I think I was ready to shift into something different. Recognizing that again 
felt really helpful to acknowledge that I have this deep, deep loss and I know a very true kind of powerful, full love between me and another person or bondedness or some connection. And I was searching for it here because I had not quite fully integrated the loss of it from where I came from. So it was beyond childhood attachment stuff. So as I bring that back into this present reality, that helps me see this larger trajectory of my life, my journey beyond this life as well. And that also made that this person um, that I was hanging out with has his own journey or may, may just not be that into me. And I also learned to not care as much what he thinks or what I think he thinks, <laughs> only by the fact that all those different concerns came up through witnessing my reactions to the absence of his words or to things that I wished he may, might say to me but didn't. And there were some things he did say to me that were really enjoyable. So I, I felt like that was confirmation around he would say something if he meant it. And I wanted that strength. I wanted to say something if I meant it. And I wanted to feel the confidence in myself, the loving in myself that I didn't need someone to depend on to give me that. And ultimately, it connects with this feeling of harmony that I like to be in with people around me, to not pressure energetically people around me to appease me with validation, with words that feed some ego part of me that really needs it. Um, I, I really wish for authentic relating, which is really what this whole podcast is about for me is how do I find authentic relating with myself and with other people and not follow these normatives of dating perhaps or normatives of whatever is there but to trust the energy that I'm sensing that underlies the connection to look deeper to not use certain things someone says or doesn't say and ascribe all this meaning to it. It means this because they didn't say that or it means this because they said that. Just releasing all that, not going with that to lead how I interact with people, but sensing what I feel compelled to do and what's right for me to do what feels in me aligned and doing that no matter what the normative might say like don't text someone and you should wait for them to text you all that stuff especially being a woman there's a time and place for that but I wanted to exercise this more freedom of my own expression and letting that have its wild life I was also really supported by 
a friend from my yoga training who is someone that he and I were not so close during yoga training like years ago. But more recently, um, I just started sensing that we were on the same similar vibrational place, level, or um, resonance. And we got connected and it was so great to talk to him. And I got reminded that when we shine brighter in ourselves, when we become that sharper star of who we are, that it can be triggering for people around us. They may judge us. They may Their own judgments of themselves may come forward and be placed on you or it may just cause that person to close up or turn away and that that's an okay thing as well is what's happening and it may be the next step for everybody. So again, I was just seeing this sort of harmony of everyone's trajectories being where they are and with what they may need and that we're always dancing in and out of vibrational alignment with each other and that's an important thing because we're exploring here we're exploring many parts of ourselves many different experiences ways of being so thank you to this friend and i continue to feel the larger trajectory of my life and i'm far less triggered by this situation or connection with this man I feel much more centered in my own energy and I also did a couple of energetic practices to draw back my own energy and give back his there is one practice that um, I offered in the boundary episode the, the episode on energetic boundaries one of the experientials is something that I did here to collect back my energy and return back his or let it magnetize back. If you're interested in that, it can be used for intimate relationships, friendships, colleagues, symbols in your life, like objects, entities. You can find that at candicewu.com slash energetic boundaries. So that was really helpful in me coming back to my own energy. Right now I feel this like bright orange and yellow energy in myself. And I ordered some crash pads, so to say, for my mountain biking. <laughs> I got some um, cool elbow and knee pads that upon impact, they harden. So um, my elbows and knees didn't really get that hurt, but what I do want are these shorts that have hip pads and a tailbone pad. And unfortunately, they're out of stock at the moment, probably due to COVID reasons. But uh, many people are out in nature more so than before, it seems. So I'll have a little more protection and another layer of supporting myself here marriage with myself and definitely love was at the heart of the matter for me the coming back to the cards that I pulled from before and I've let go a lot with this person and who knows what it will be and maybe it will be nothing because I actually haven't heard much from him in a little couple of days and um, 
even with a fun and sexy invitation from me, um, crickets. So I'm not as triggered as I would have been a couple of days and even a week ago. I can laugh about it now, thank goodness. And this wound on my leg is, you know, where it gets itchy because like new skin is growing. It's it's healing. It's a lot smaller than before. And I may even go mountain biking today or tomorrow, but I'll definitely go see the horses. So I thought it'd be fun to pull a card. Whoa, some cards just flew out. Um, Maybe I'll just see what those were. They fell on the floor. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) I got reward yourself. You've been giving a lot of yourself lately and it's time for you to receive. Make the time to reward yourself in a meaningful way. And this balance of giving and receiving is essential to keeping your energy, mood, and motivation at a consistently high level. It's true. I mean, I feel like I have done so much emotional work in the last week and a half. It has been grueling and deep and utterly painful. I felt so much existential loss. The kind of loss that's like just way beyond anything I could feel. Um, and I moved through it, which was, it just felt like a lot. So yeah, I do feel like I need to reward myself and honor myself for the work I've done emotionally, the labor. And I was chuckling because the second card I got was, is new partner. And it's really beautiful. It's actually a picture of like a Pegasus horse, like a white horse with wings. So pretty. And this angel with wings, with the same matching wings and dress in the clouds, this encounter. So I'm open to what that might mean. New partner, that sounds good to me. A chance meeting is no mistake. It is divinely orchestrated as a catalyst to set the wheels in motion for the fruition of your, of your prayers. Pay careful attention to new people we send into your life. You will recognize them by your sense of familiarity, comfort, and safety. I can feel that. I can feel that I've been ready for new relationships in this last month. But while I was in Mexico, you know, for the four months between February to June, I was like, no way. I don't want a partner. I don't want a relationship. I don't want anyone else in my sphere besides my own friendships and family. And it was such a difference to feel like, ooh, this little spark of desiring to meet to meet new partners, to meet new people that I would date. And um, we'll see what this brings. Because when I agreed to no strings attached, I also, when I got honest with myself, even though parts of me wished for more, the more present and adult part of me was like, no, you don't really want a relationship beyond something with some boundaries because you don't want to have to deal with other people's emotions. You 
you want a little practice not doing that because I can tend to take on other people's emotions like energetically or I can tend to make the relationship about our wounds sometimes or like this sort of codependent experience that I just do not want to have again and um, what I've been shedding is that codependency where I need someone to be some way for me to feel good or do something in particular and I'm really trying to crush all of the relationship norms of what people say is a good relationship or people say it has to be like this and just finding what I want so coming into this place of of uh self-honesty that I really didn't want a full-on relationship or even one that I had to as that guy said friends with benefits one that I had to really be deeper in connection with but I wanted to find that just in the moment and in sensuality and in romance and sexuality so if uh those two encounters were all that I have with this person, then um, I really got a lot, I would say. Not that that's what it's about, but I really enjoyed it. And I'm fascinated by what this new energy of new partner will bring. And I have a few notes as a sidebar and in the aftermath of doing this whole um, podcast is that this person that I was talking about that I'm currently experiencing things with texted me like about an hour later and I actually don't know what I want, um, but I want to stay in the moment and do what is true to me, what I feel like doing and not come into some sort of like righteousness of how we should be acting or play games and things like that. The other thing is that the padding and the gear, the protective gear that I bought for my mountain biking, um, I was thinking while I was on my bike ride today that the self-loving and the extra layer of loving for myself specifically the parts of me that had dependencies or codependencies or insecurities, that is the protection for my heart or for, I guess, more like trust for whatever comes my way. And while I was on this bike ride, it was the first bike ride since I had fallen off that jump, I could feel that my body was still releasing some activation from the fall, maybe fear from the fall. I was coming back into presence in a bigger way. And I was releasing some energy too of other sorts, perhaps this whole conversation and topic we've been talking about here today. But luckily, um, some of you may not know this, but with somatic experiencing, there's a whole uh, process for healing any trauma from physical injury, physical experiences and impact, especially when something happened so quickly that there wasn't enough time in the moment to digest what was going on. And then in the aftermath, we're left with these impulses and responses 
that our instinctive body wanted to do to protect ourselves that we didn't get to do because there wasn't enough time, because um, there's a physical reality. Like sometimes we want to be able to stop the car that's coming towards our car that crashed. And the instinct that reveals itself is this desire to put our hands up and feel powerful enough to protect ourselves in that way. And while these things, you know, as we know it in this consciousness, can't quite be a reality to to be able to stop a car with our hands, at least I don't know anyone that can do that, Um, we need to complete the experience of that in the aftermath to feel integrated and that we are safe in the now and that we arrive back in our nervous system in that sense of safety that maybe we mentally know, but our body needed to complete certain things to know. So uh, luckily I had those tools and I could do that for myself with the fall and that I could hold myself through the other falls and waves of what was coming um, with this connection with this person. And as a, a friend of mine reminded me, which I'm very grateful for, that with big waves come gifts and that that's a celebration. And that's actually why I'm here and why I've experimented with this whole thing. So uh, thank you to that friend as well, and to all those that are supporting me. And uh, the synchronicity of this person texting me after I had integrated and digested so much and come to some neutrality, I don't believe that's coincidence because it happened like three times with this person. I don't know what's going on on their end necessarily, but it seems like something clears and the connection is available when I internally have something that clears and I'm available in a certain way from a more aligned place. And I find that happens with almost everything with if I'm fearing not having enough clients like I used to in the past, I I don't often fear that anymore. Or if there's something I desire, the amount of pressure put on that desire, if I want it so badly, means that there's some level of resistance to the fact that it could just land very easily and flow and that if I trusted it, it would come in some format. But um, usually my strong desire seems to uh, represent some part of me that also fears that it's not going to happen and can block it from happening and can... um, create and manifest what I would fear and that maybe I'm even uh, pushing down or not wanting to not wanting to acknowledge and so I've almost always in the last 10 years found that once that clears all the things I even wanted to begin with just come really easily and unexpectedly and just one last piece here In the beginning, I had mentioned this person that um, I have loved for a long time. And in the midst of this, I forgot to mention all in the middle of this whole thing that was happening with me in the depths of it, I had decided to take a step back from our connection because it just seemed like it was becoming misaligned in a way. And what was more aligned for me was to have a little space and to release some level of layers of codependency that 
were between us where sometimes I reach out to him if I felt lonely. And I didn't want to be doing that anymore as a distraction. And I wanted to fully feel like I would reach out if I wanted to for other reasons. So this was a very honest and vulnerable sharing of what has been going on for me literally in these last couple of weeks. By the time this airs, it will probably be a week or two later, but it's very fresh. It's very raw. And it may lead to some further conversations about authentic relating and allowing people to be who they are in a fuller way while still having your own desires, boundaries, or what you need and accepting whatever it is that you want at the time can be yours, that you're worthy of it. So we'll see where this takes us. Thanks for listening. If you have similar experiences or very different experiences, I would be curious to hear what comes up for you. Great to have you here and uh, see you next time on the Embody Podcast. She's too hot to handle